In a world where vampires shine, and lycanthropy is genetic, Bella Swan will employ her full arsenal of mumbles, stares, and lip-licking to triangulate her love and divide the fan base into Team Edward and Team Sixpack. I mean, Jacob. Happy birthday. Don't remind me. Mm. Oh, your birth is definitely something to celebrate. Yeah, my aging's not. You're aging. I think 18 is a little young to start worrying about that. It's one year older than you. No, it isn't. I'm 109. Well, maybe I shouldn't be dating such an old man. Mm. It's gross. There are a lot of bad movies out there. Listen as we try to find the ones that are so bad, they're actually good. Is it just bad? Or is it exceptionally bad? Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to our newest episode of Exceptionally Bad. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. I'm Nathan. And I'm Team Jacob. I'm Danny. But Team Jacob! <laughs> Alright, so speaking of Team Jacob, uh, you know, obviously you can tell from the title we watched a, a Twilight movie today and we're going to talk about that. But before we get into it, I want to ask you all, uh, actually, I want to ask you all, uh, at the time that the Twilight movies were coming out, there were several book series that were really popular that for young adults. Uh, like there was the whole Twilight series. There was also Divergent, uh, Divergent series. There was Maze Runner, the Percy, Maze Runner, and Percy, Jackson. <laughs> Percy Jackson, Percy <laughs> Jackson. Yeah, that's the right rings. up there. What about the um, Hunger Games? Hunger Games yeah, yeah. Was the is the big one. Yeah. Right, Harry Potter. Did you guys? <laughs> the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> they come down They're all like just the 1800s. just the same. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> Did you all uh, read any of those series? I, like the actual books. I'm I not talking not, about the movies. I right did now. not read, I read a single page of any of those series. Okay. I read The Hunger Games. Okay. And I read the first Twilight book. Okay. I might have read The Maze Runner, but so memorable I've forgotten whether I read it or not. <laughs> I didn't read any. I was just still on. I, I read all the Harry Potters, but right. yeah. I know that the Hunger Games were was super big, and there were a lot mm-hmm. of couples that we knew at the time that both the guy and the girl were both into the Hunger Games books big time, yeah. but never read them, never read the, the Twilight books either. I didn't read them myself, but I did experience them, almost all of those series that you mentioned, through my wife. So okay. it was const- I was constantly getting updates like, oh! <gasps> Oh my gosh, they have hoverboards and they can fly around the city. Or, oh my gosh, he's a werewolf, right? So it's like, like by the so, time I went to see the movies, I felt like I was coming home. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. So then, speaking of the movies, did you all see the movies from the, the various series we just talked about? Any of them? Uh, I think I saw all of them. Uh, you watched all the Maze Runner or the I, Divergent. I, yep, I don't know how yep. many Maze Runners there are. There's, There's three. three of them. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, not seen any of those. I the did, Divergent ones. I didn't even see the Hunger Game movies when they came out in the theater. Yeah. I, but I did end up watching them eventually on home video and enjoying them. Yeah, I don't know if I saw them in theaters. I okay. have seen them all. I don't. I think it was on DVD or something. So I, I had a problem with uh, Hunger Games, uh, and Twilight suffers from this from the beginning. But uh, Hunger Games' big problem is that um, what's her name, Catnip? Katniss. Katniss. Katniss Evergreen. Yeah. She is uh, – so she's a likable character throughout the series. But yeah. by the time you get to the last book, um, it's it's just – she's just miserable and depressed, and the story is not at all interesting. It's right. just like – it's like the last Harry Potter book where they're all like – angry and sitting in the woods the whole time in the mm-hmm. tent and you that's didn't love that book about camping <laughs> teenage angst <laughs> and katniss is the same way just like so miserable and just yeah. she's like she's married Peta or whatever Peta. Peta. yeah that's his name right. Right. Peta, whose yeah. sole purpose in the story is just to like ruin her life anyway Gail is the other one, right? Yeah. For that love train. Yeah, she should have been with Gail. It was obvious, but she had to be with Peta, who she spends her whole time saving his life over and over. So for the record, if the opportunity ever comes up to become tribute, do not volunteer. You <laughs> let your little sister take the fall for the family. <laughs> Way yeah. to ruin the whole series. <laughs> it just knocks out the whole storyline. Well, it's interesting because... Uh, I think we'll get into it. There's, that's a parallel to the Twilight. It is, yeah. That's. I know we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. definitely talk about that. Um, what about the? I mean, you've seen the movies since you haven't read the books. Uh, what are your opinions? Like, did you enjoy those stories? Any of them? I thought the Maze Runner was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed watching the Hunger Games as well. Yeah. Um, they do get just kind of weird and repetitive sure. as they go on. Right. Cause it's like, I think that would have been really games, good. Like just a yeah. once and done kind of thing. Like, wow, it was a really interesting universe that they live in. Right. Yeah. How do we incorporate the same characters in an annual event that has new characters each time? Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. 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 Um, it's like jaws, right? Right. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> how do we bring this family back into a murder <laughs> shark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked, um, you know, the Divergent series. Suddenly there's zombies and stuff. That one was that, so weird for me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I didn't read the Divergent books. I watched the movies. My daughter read the Divergent books and she loved them. And she's like, yeah, we got to watch this next one, whatever. And then zombies appear out of, <laughs> like, there's no zombies in the first one. But right. then suddenly there are zombies. And it's like, whoa, this is not the movie I expected. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. Sounds like those that disney channel zombies movies so no joke my, that's what my daughter and their my niece has been doing the last three days is watching the zombies, zombies series and like i don't want to spoil anything for this movie but like i would rather watch that undead love story uh-huh. than this a hundred times over <laughs> right like it's so annoying so i haven't seen them but my daughters were watching the third one i guess it just came out yeah and i was like there's aliens <laughs> There's, I'm like, there's werewolves. Like I thought this was a zombie movie. Oh my goodness! Yeah. uh, So, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I guess let's talk about Twilight then. Uh, Let's talk about Twilight as a whole first of all. So, 
Uh, I read all of the books and saw all of the movies. Nerd. Uh, just because I like to read. Super fan. <laughs> yeah. I was not a, and am not a super fan. He's got uh, body he's glitter got... on right now. <laughs> he's, he's half of me has glitter on. The other half has uh, extra furry beard. Tan. <laughs> so he... he might pecs on one side are nice and strong. And for some reason, he's got himself photoshopped in with Jacob and Edward in his... Yeah. In my wallet. Guys, look, I really met him. And... With, the, with the tagline, fire and ice. <laughs> Right next to Mariah. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it's only funny. Speaking because of it's glitter, <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> oh. It's all tying together. Yes, the glitter. Oh man. If so, you're not sure what we're talking about, we're referring to our glitter episode. Yes. Go listen to it now. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, you guys. At least several of you saw at least part of the first movie, right? Yeah. And some of you read the first book. Uh, what do you think of, so the first book covers basically Bella's romance with Edward, the vampire. Um, what do you think of those characters? Are those characters that you like to, would like to meet? Can I go? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So picture this. No. Um, (laughs) so I remember when Twilight first came out, my, that must've been when it came out in paperback Mm because my wife had it. And I like to read. And so I said, oh, I'll just read this. And she's like, ah, it's not for you. I don't think you're going to like it. I'm like, no, I'll just read it. And, uh, <laughs> and it turns out she was right. Um, I don't know how spoilery we can get for the first Twilight. Uh, it's all old it's enough. Like we can spoil everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if it's like a whole Star Wars thing for moms. Be warned. <laughs> there's spoilers in this episode. Okay, yes. there you go. <laughs> so my, my, I, I've since part of the first movie, but I remember the first book. So it's first-person narrative from Bella's perspective. And I did not like her as a character because she is just down on herself the whole time. Yeah. Like she never understands why people like her. Never, and But she's also like every guy wants to get with her. Every girl yep. wants to be her. Yep. Um, and then we learn in later, I guess, that she has magic blood or something. But like... Um, <laughs> Adonis blood. <laughs> and so I'm reading it along. I was like, okay, and nothing's happening, you know? So it's very Jane Austen in that regard, <laughs> but nothing is really happening in this book. Yeah. And then it builds up to this climactic fight. The vampires are coming vampires to eat her. Vampires are going to eat her and the other vampire, they're like the vegetarian equivalent of vampires. Yeah. Um, I just, sorry. I just imagine them like, feeding on carrots and stick their fangs in <laughs> but, uh, Just uh, cans of V8 everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's not blood, it's V8. Why do you guys eat so many tomatoes? So much cabbage. <laughs> but, uh, so there's a big fight coming up. I'm like, all right, finally. And then Bella gets knocked out at the beginning of it, and she comes to, and it's over. So everything that it, this book had been building for me, mm-hmm. you don't even, yeah. there, there was no yeah. payoff. Yeah. And so that that was my impression of the first book. And so I'm like, I'm not reading the other ones. Deeply disappointing. It is, like, just offensively disappointing. <laughs> no, really. Because you... No, really. That's, yeah. I, I, I felt the exact same way as you. You're, you're getting excited. It's like, okay, this book isn't really for me. It's probably for young women. Um, and I'm not the demographic, but, you know, I really like vampires. 
So I'm reading this book and then, oh good, some action's starting to come. And then when the action just totally doesn't happen and I just wanted to throw the book across the room, <laughs> I was so mad that the author didn't even bother. Huh. Like, like It's like she, well, I don't want to guess why she didn't, but she just didn't and I... It was so infuriating. So I never read the books, mm-hmm. but like, does she not even get a recap? Like, mm, Edward this is, Edward told me it was this epic battle, and here's what happened, at least like in no, broad This is what happens, is she gets like bit, she passes out. Okay. Or gets knocked on her head and bit or something, and passes out, and then that's the end of the chapter, and then the beginning of the next chapter, it's like Edward saying, Bella, Bella, wake up, and she wakes up, and he says, they're gone, I beat them. There's your recap. Oh, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> How did this make it to a second book? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I, I think for its target audience, it hit really well. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, did. I mean, obviously, yes, it yeah. took off. But. It was, and I think it probably came right, right at the perfect time because Harry Potter was right was waning was was winding down. Yep. and everybody needed some new book kind craze. of fantasy thing. So. Um, I mean, I mentioned, and we have, uh, in fact, uh, Nate and I had even done a like a special episode once about our love of horror novels and yeah. classic horror, uh, and even like folklore. We talked about vampires and Frankenstein, Frankenstein. and werewolves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we love those things. And so, for me, that's what appeals, appealed to me about the Twilight series. Um, and I appreciate that it introduced vampires and werewolves to a whole section of people who wouldn't know otherwise. But I want to share with you all a real story, a real letter that um, this came from a fan of the Twilight series. Uh, Okay, back in 2010, Universal decided that they, so they made the original like horror movies the original wolfman and the invisible man and dr jekyll and all of these frankenstein okay all the original ones back in the 30s and 40s and they decided they wanted to reboot all of those and we saw the the mummy with uh tom cruise right Mm -hmm. and then they Uh, made brendan fraser you mean not that mummy (laughs) that would have been a hundred times better but then they tried it they tried to reboot the wolfman did anyone see that? It has Anthony Hopkins, Emily Blunt, Benicio del Toro. Huh. I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, at all. not a lot of people saw it. Okay, but it was just a remake of their 1941 movie, um, and a Twihard—that's <laughs> what you call a, a Twilight fan, a Twilight, a Twihard fangirl. Her name is uh, Kayla Patterson. Hi, Kayla. Hope you're listening. <laughs> Can you uh, please do a teenage voice? No, that I was gonna ask. <laughs> One of you all who would like to do their teenage voice, uh, teenage Twihard voice, and read this letter that she wrote to Universal. Danny, is she Italian? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. She's a she's a teenage girl, which I believe does, sounds just like Italian. Does she mention Jennifer Lopez at all? <laughs> at any point? Will someone read this? Oh, I guess Nate. Nate. I guess I am. So just start with the <clears throat> to whom it may concern. <clears throat> okay, so this is this is gonna be tricky. Because I don't want girls to think that I'm... Okay. (sighs) To whom it may concern, 
This movie was a complete waste, and I feel that it offends all Twilight fans around the world, including myself. For one, it was a complete remaking of the Wolf Pack from the Twilight Saga New Moon. It gives the werewolves a bad name and makes them look like some deformed mutation of a rabid dog. <laughs> I actually started to like werewolves after seeing Jacob Black and all his awesomeness on the big screen at the movies. That was until I saw your crappy remake, what you call Werewolf. <laughs> I don't see how you live with yourself for making it the way you did. If I made this movie, I would be ashamed to even admit I owned it. <laughs> how can a werewolf be killed with a silver bullet? Better yet. How have you saw the transformation of the man that's supposed to be the wolf? He sits in some chair, and his entire body turns into a mutated freak. If you could watch the transformation of Jacob Black, Taylor Lautner, he doesn't come close to looking as fake, cheap, and or mutated as the wolf man. Tell me, who looks better? Who looks to be the better werewolf? Oh, that was as a period, it's not a question. You tell me, who looks to be the better werewolf? Your stupid wolf movie didn't even make the top movie for the charts. Valentine's Day with Taylor Lautner. Get this. Get that this is my opinion, and I felt I wanted to express it because I saw that your email was on your site. I wanted to let you know that this is what I thought of the wolf man that sucks. <laughs> to be clear, she, she spends a lot of afternoons yelling at baristas at yes. Starbucks now. Did you say her name was Karen? <laughs> Thank oh, you for reading that. That, that was, was awesome. So great. I wow. I am yeah. so impressed. Wow. You channeled so, something true there. I I just lost myself in the role. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the special effects of that movie. I haven't seen that yeah. movie at all. But she's saying that the special effects in this in Twilight in the Twilight Saga is better than the Wolfman. Well, what she's saying is that the Wolfman stole the idea of werewolves from. Twilight, oh, Twilight, that Twilight came up with how werewolves, the mm. whole werewolf lore. Uh -huh. And so the idea of and silver the bullets and transforming painfully into a... Apocryphal and yeah, new. That, that it's Got all it. new and they mm. ripped it off and no, didn't no, no. even do a good I, job. No, no, no. I don't think that's what's happening at all. <laughs> so who plays the wolf? Is it Benicio Del Toro? Does he play uh, the wolf man? Yeah, I believe so. Does he have a six pack? <laughs> <laughs> that's what she means Step. by deformed. Right. <laughs> Not he doesn't have a six He pack. has a pecho ses. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a party gig. And, uh, so, yeah. Uh, yes. Wow. Yeah, it's like, do you ever see that meme of, like, that Kanye West or something recorded a song with Paul McCartney? And then the meme is like somebody's like, "Oh man, who I don't know who this guy is, but he's working with Kanye. He's gonna oh, he's gonna, oh, yeah. gonna be big it's one gonna day. Be big one day. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know <sighs> Ben if there are like vampire and werewolf uh -huh. groups and people that chat. If did you have your 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 tap your tabs your pulse whatever on what werewolf and vampire fans were saying? Like, were they also like this? But, like, when the Twilight series came. Yeah. So they, uh. How was it happening on your. <laughs> on my radar. On your GeoCities. With my peeps. On your GeoCities yeah, site. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I don't know a, a lot. All I can tell you is, is my own feelings about it. And some of that may have come from discussions with other people and that is that i mean twilight basically kind of reinvented vampire rules and werewolf rules 
for their own story, which is not actually uncommon. Like just about every vampire or werewolf or zombie movie kind of says, well, in our movie, these are the rules and they're a little bit different. So uh, though this was the first time that vampires sparkled in the sun that I'm mm. aware of. Um, it's, just, it's a really good survival technique. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that always in, invites new interest in some new storyline. Oh, it's a new interpretation of what vampires are. Right. And so people are kind of interested in, well, what are the new rules? Yep. And maybe they, they go to see if they approve or disapprove or they like it or not. So I always think yep. that's kind of interesting. But like glitter-based vegetarian yeah, kind of vampires that are in love with teenage girls that are mm-hmm. a tenth their age. It's, yeah. it's a little different, but yeah. also the fact that they live in a certain town where there's the least amount of sunlight. Right. And that's yeah. kind of, uh, there's and kind of like a little hook there that kind of Stereotypically Washington State. Yeah. 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 Because so. all it does is rain. Everyone knows that. Right. Yeah. So. So uh, let's talk about this. Does somebody, <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> Brant just reminded me of something that I want to make sure the audience is aware of, and that is well, that. Well, at, well at, before we get to that, <laughs> I, I, we were talking about Forks, Washington. Oh yeah, yeah, I did get to go there with my family. We we traveled up the coast from California up to Seattle a couple of years back in an RV, mm-hmm. and one of the stops we did make was in Forks because it was near Seattle, which is the sit- the setting. For the Twilight series. Yes. And yes. there is the uh, truck that Bella's character drives. It's like located in, as you drive into town, it's like right off the road, like near the, I don't know. There's not really like a town. It's just like pulled over to I the side of the road. It, and... Well, it's like, I think there's like a police station or a, or a post office and uh-huh. it's, it's, it's parked there prominently like, oh, it's Bella's truck. And so it's kind of a thing. So... And, uh. Is it like it, when you go into Radiator Springs and the founder, there's a statue? It kind of, <laughs> yes, yeah. it is kind of like that, yeah, alongside the road. And um, we stayed a night, uh, and we stayed in an RV park, and we walked across the street to the you know the grocery store, and there was tons of Twilight um, books and videos you could, at the grocery store, as we're you know, trying to get our milk and whatever, groceries for the night, um, but... It was kind of cool that this, you know, it still lives on there in, in the actual town of Forks. So That's pretty cool. So yeah. truth, though, what percentage of groceries versus Twilight gear did you actually walk out with? Uh, I, you know, at that point, I <laughs> hadn't seen the first movie. Wait, what do I, you do when you have, like, Twilight Cheetos? Is that Twilight gear or is that groceries? Oh. No, 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 no. Ooh. This was like a regular grocery store, <laughs> but they just happened to have, like, lots of, you know, as you're going through the checkout stand, there was, like, you know, there was, like, book areas and yeah. video stores where you, you could see there were there was twilight stuff yeah. and it was and pretty prominent all but it, had like cardboard cutouts of Kristen stewart and... <laughs> no there, it wasn't that, there wasn't that much it was pretty low-key but you could tell that there was something up and this was this was like two years ago so it was it's been a while since these movies okay. came out so that's fair could you get like a taylor lautner wig at that store um <laughs> I, I don't remember that, that possibly i don't know so oh, like a short one or a long one? <laughs> so Bracken looks a lot more like Taylor. He does. Taylor Lautner right now. Yeah. 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 Not look much like him at all, unfortunately. So not at the beginning of the movie. You that's do right. Now. now he does. All right. Well. <laughs> so the audience needs to know this: that as we were watching this movie, um, Bracken brought out the dumbbells, and we challenged him to uh, do some curls on his left arm every time uh, Kristen Stewart. We call them bellisms. <laughs> yeah. Every time she licked her lips or 
pushed her hair behind her ears. And, or stared directly or, into... Well, that was for his other arm. Oh, if they right, were okay. For every stare, like longing stare that happened between two characters, he had to do uh, curls with his other arm during the whole thing. And he's pretty ripped right now. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, we, had to cut, we had to cut the sleeves off his shirt. His, we, his arms are just yes. noodles we, we at had this to, point. We had to redo just... the intro three times because it was just ripping noises. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody remembers this because you're all younger than me, but remember that there was this Bill Bixby show on TV on NBC in the early 80s, and he, whenever he would get angry, he would turn green <laughs> and then his Wait. his like his his shorts would rip off. Lou Ferrigno, Bill and Bixby. Lou Ferrigno would jump out, and he had this like <laughs> this mullety hair cut, and he was all green. It was a little purple. It, it was called hair. the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah, I used to I, watch it. Anyway, I'm not sure why I brought that up. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you were getting you were your muscles were bulging like Bill Bixby's oh, as you got angry oh, in the film. Okay. You no, would no. like Bracken when he's annoyed. <laughs> That's his secret. <laughs> it did make the movie more fun than it would have been otherwise, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely funner. Yeah, something to do. Yeah. So who would like to give us a quick uh, recap of the plot? As it is. I can, yeah. <laughs> do it. I'll, I'll do, do it. it. I can. I oh, Danny's going to do it. Great. All right. So check it. Um, <laughs> Yo. No, actually, you probably just cut this out. <laughs> there are vampires, and there are wolves. Where no, no, you just, uh, <laughs> the yin and the right, yang, the vampire and the werewolf. Yeah, we start out that Bella is madly in love with Edward, and but he doesn't. He hates the fact that he's a vampire, so he leaves her. Oh, he also hates that he's in love with her. It's so, her birthday. Oh, it's her wait, birthday. Eighteen. Sh- she's. Eighteen now. Did we even say that this is like the second movie oh, no, in, the, we in the franchise? Good, yeah. So this is like the second one. The, yeah. There was the first one. What happens in that? I so mean, just really quick. In the first movie, Bella falls in love with Edward, finds out that he's a vampire. That's what happens. Oh, and then at the very end, some vampires uh, want to kill her and eat her. And Edward saves her. And she passes out. She moves into yeah. this town. She's t- there with oh, her that's dad. Right. That's her the dad's sing- uh, divorced, I think. Yeah. And so she's there with her dad, and she gets this nice pickup truck that looks very posh. Yeah. And she gets to drive it around and go to school. And That's she, super she, old. It's she like tends a- to not be very happy, but she's super into this guy. Right. We have a reason why she's so unhappy. We'll right. Get to that. <laughs> so then in the second book... Uh, we just pick up where we left off, and uh, she, she and Edward are getting closer and closer, and he can't handle it because uh, he he knows that she's going to get old and die, and she knows she's going to get old and die and doesn't want to mm-hmm. deal with that. She wants to be a vampire. He doesn't want to turn her into a vampire because he thinks that he has lost his soul, and he doesn't want to steal her soul. So he says, he, he says I, I don't like you. I'm leaving. Well, so part of the reason, too, was he didn't want to hurt her. Because remember, right. she gets a little paper cut. And oh, that's right. They and all her kind family of almost, almost eats her. They almost her. eat her. And then he's like, oh, dang. Yep. You are we not gotta safe go. here. We got to go. Yeah. So they leave her. And he says, I'm never coming back. I'm gone forever. I'm never coming back. I promise you. So then she sits in front of her window for month after month of rotating camera. Same outfit. Same outfit. But the seasons are changing outside of her window. 
And then she meets her little friend who she met in the first movie, Jacob Black, who's a Native American from the local reservation. Excuse me, little? Well, he was little in the first movie. Okay. But when she, <laughs> when she meets him now, after a year or so, he's, he's mid-16. De- he's, he's developed. And he, mm-hmm. ha- yeah, puberty has happened. <laughs> Spring has uh, She says to him, Jacob, you got buff. And uh, they hang out, and she is happy and has a great time with him. But the whole time, she uh, wants Edward back, and she feels like every time she gets into danger, she can sense him there trying to protect her, even though he's not really. It's all in her head. And so she just keeps getting more and more dangerous, doing more and more dangerous things so she can see Edward. The whole time, also falling in love with Jacob, who's fallen in love with her very early on. And 70% of the time, his shirt's off. Yeah. So. And he is muscular. And he's, yeah, he's tan and he's muscular and, you know, he's. Well, you notice he becomes more muscular after. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly. Well. He. Yeah. Suddenly he turns uh, and he does the same kind of thing. Uh, He says, uh. We've been close now. I can't ever be around you anymore. And she's like, why not? And he's like, because I can't tell you. But guess what? Woof, woof. (laughs) He has to give her hints. He can't tell her the truth. But she figures it out pretty quickly that he's a werewolf. Well, in the beginning of this movie, he's got this long flowing hair yeah, and, uh, you know he oh, it's he's, so bad. he's gone for like a, a week because he's got mono in quotes yeah. and then when she sees him again his hair is cut really short and like, he's got a tattoo and, and he's got a tattoo and, and yoked now he's hanging out with the group gone. of guys that he didn't like and yeah stuff it's the shirtless club every yeah. five minutes they like cut away to this group of guys that are just walking out of the woods yeah. and they all five of them don't they all have like the same shorts with no shirt. Mm-hmm. The Forks High School body it's, improvement. It's, it's, a, it's, really, it's a little weird. It's kind of yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of different. Then uh, the the same vampires that tried to kill her in the first movie show up, and uh, the werewolves uh, kill one of them, and then uh, they there's this big chase and kind of a actually it's just a chase it's not even a fight it's not even an interesting it's they chase victoria she's the red-haired vampire they chase her off to the edge of the world she jumps off a cliff into the ocean and uh, aerial style aerial style and that is over then (laughs) that disappears just then what happens oh yeah she jumps she cliff jumps bella Bella cliff jumps and she's just cliff jumping but She's hoping that she'll see Edward, and she gets caught in the current and knocked out and stuff, and now she's drowning, but she gets rescued by Jacob, right? Yep. Jacob Jacob's rescues hatch. her. Yeah. And then... He keeps her warm. Yeah, he keeps her warm, and then she's, like, all fine. She meets all the rest of the, the wolf pack, the werewolves, and they think it's cool that she's cool with weird stuff, and she's like, you're not the first monsters that I know. And it turns out that a werewolf's job is to kill vampires. Um, Which we all know from Van Helsing. That's yeah. right. But uh, in the case of the Cullen family, there is a truce because the Cullens don't eat people. They only eat animals. And as long as they stick to their diet, then the werewolves won't have any beef with them. Um, but the Cullens are gone anyway. Unless yeah, they they're, they're vegetarians. Yeah. they got to eat their vegetables. Unless they eat beef. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then uh, 
Alice shows up. Alice is one of Edward's sisters. She can see the future, and she's like, oh my gosh, Bella, you're alive. I thought you tried to kill yourself. That's what I saw in my future-telling thing, and I came to stop you, but I'm too late, and you didn't actually kill yourself. And she says, no, I was just cliff-jumping for fun. And then she's like, well, Edward thinks you're dead, and he's going to go ask the Volturi to kill him. The Volturi are like the main council of vampires in the, Italy. The Illuminati for vampires. That's right. Yeah. Not to be confused with actual vultures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes and asks them and they say, oh no, because Edward's special power is that he can read minds. They're like, oh, we don't want to destroy you because that's a too powerful of a gift. We need that. Uh, and so he decides he's going to go and break the one rule that they have, which is you've got to keep uh, vampires secret. It's like and the he's, Fight Club rule. Yep. yep you got to we don't talk about vampires, right? He's going to go out and take his shirt off and show his skinny chest to all of the people that's, at a festival. That's sparkling. Yeah, and uh, show all the glitter on him. And then they will all know that, oh, he must be a vampire. That's and, why when I went to the pool the other day, everybody was like, he's a vampire. Their steaks. <laughs> <laughs> I was glowing. <laughs> Seven-year-old kids like breaking off wooden broomsticks coming after you. Bella and Alice get to Italy just in time to stop him. But then the Volturi come and get him and take them all there. And they're going to kill Bella because she, she, first they discover, yeah, first they discover that she's unique in that she's immune to all of the vampire's powers. They can't force her to do anything or feel pain or read her mind or see her or anything with their special powers. But she knows too much, so they're going to kill her. And then Alice says, no, wait, I see her. She's going to one day be one of us. And they're like, oh, okay, then make it quick. Goodbye. And then they go back home. Well, they did a little bit of of vetting because the one Well, I mean, he yeah, one dude can... so the main guy, Aro... He, he can, can read thoughts or something. He, yeah, he can see any of your experience, your whole existence by touching you. So he touches Alice and sees her little flash of the future, which she saw uh, Bella with sparkly eyes like a vampire. But before we get into any more, let's take a quick commercial break. Oh, yeah. All right, welcome back. So uh, I forgot the like the setup for the next movie, and that is that after their events with the Volturi in Italy, they come back, and Edward and Jacob are fighting over her, and um, then she kind of like stops him and says, "You can't fight each other without hurting me." And she tells Jacob, "I love you," and we'll we'll talk about her relationship with jacob in a little bit yeah Yeah. but uh the big thing is that she has to be turned into a vampire at some point and it's the last thing that edward wants to do so he's like i'll turn you myself but give me a few years give me five years and she's like no way that's too long and he's like okay how about three years of her being human and one other thing will you marry me and then it goes black. No, not before she goes. <gasps> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, wait, wait, marriage? So, so sudden. 
it's yep. implied that she passes out, like uh-huh. at the end of the first one, and she wakes up three years later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just go sit in my room for. <laughs> Yes, spin around. Let the camera spin around. (laughs) All right, so here's the big question. While these books and movies were out, you heard all the time about Team Jacob or Team Edward, right? It's Mm -hmm. everybody wants her to either be with Jacob or with Edward. And what do you guys all feel? Well, I think at the time that you had Team, Mm -hmm. it was after – so book two – Book two comes out, and that's when you find out Jacob's a werewolf, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm yeah, ass- we don't we don't know it in the first book. I'm right? assuming because I've only read the one, and it was years ago. Yeah, but they didn't know. I think that it, maybe it was written in a way that like Bella doesn't know who she likes better. So I think at the time that they started forming these teams, I think it might have been up in the air. Yeah, but I'm not. But I have, having not read the second book, I don't know. So okay, what about um. Sorry, ask, what was the question? Team Jacob or Team Edward? Would right? I be or? Yeah, I mean, like, what oh. does this movie make you f- feel? 100% anybody should be Team Jacob. Oh, yeah. Jacob Fosho. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Edward is angst and sparkle, mm-hmm. which, like, I don't like either of those things. Right. <laughs> Works well for Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Super old. Like. For real. If he were, he'd be a much better, like, brooding Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I feel like we were a resounding Team Jacob when yeah. we were watching this going, yeah, it's obvious. And you made the point of... We never see her smile or look happy when she's with Edward at all. Ever. Feels never. like she has like zero chemistry with Robert Pattinson. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like they're in pain when they're around. Well, yeah. It's like I, mutual pain. They're both in pain. And I, this yeah. is what we love. We're I, in pain I, together. I definitely <laughs> felt like there was some chemistry in the first one and in love this hurts, one. Baby. But it's such a, you know, a, they're holding back the whole time. Yeah. But she, it seems like she's a little bit more herself with, with Jacob. You know, yeah. and without a shirt, of course. So, um, and they're working on the the motorcycle together, and oh, all, the, so, all the things. I do feel like we should point out, like, uh, we should stop and say, like, his shirt is off a lot, and Bella notices all. She's all always touching his abs. Yeah. So, like, we, I mean, his abs are like eye level, even if she if she looks straight. Right. right? So, I mean, we we joke about it. It's pretty X, silly that, that that all the werewolves just wear jorts. Well, yeah. and that's that's it. I I think though, like Taylor Lautner, I think should be included in the Me Too movement, right? <laughs> like the whole time, like I was just like, For hey, real. eyes are up there, buddy. Yeah. Like. She seriously she had, was like she could not make eye unwrapping contact with that package with her eyes <laughs> yes. the entire time. Well, well, he did have his shirt off. I mean, to yeah. be so, fair, she didn't she, make eye contact with anyone. What that's you're, you're saying? That's, you're saying because that, of the way he was dressed, she he deserved it. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just saying he was wanting to people to see what he was showing people. I, I'm going to just agree with Nate. Uh, what did you just say, Nate? <laughs> So I'm, just, I, I'm like he. Well, I'm just saying that. What? Oh, she never. She's always looking down. And she's yeah, no matter who she's his, talking she's with. That's true. So that's the one of the things. You know, I was doing curls whenever they stared at each other. Right. Whenever people are staring, two people staring at each other for long periods of time. Well, I got off the hook so much because she was staring down. Yeah. Not making eye contact with people. That's something I was paying attention mm-hmm. to, and. I don't know if the director was giving that as a choice. Like, you know, let's try and break this up so you guys aren't staring at each other the whole time. Let's just have you look at his abs or look at his shoes or, I don't know, close your eyes. Just 
don't make eye contact because that just might be too much of a connection between whoever you're on, on, on so the screen with. I, re- I read the making of this and it was actually really interesting because, you know, she, she just got so trained at like locking eyes with people. They actually had to tape little eyeballs, <laughs> those little googly eyes to each of his abs. So she would actually look down and not look him in the eyes all along. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Okay. Oh man. I mean, do you want to go into her? Like, I mean, you could go deep into the psychological metaphors or what it was all going into. I don't know if you want to go into that or even just. I I don't know that I want to go that far, but Ben was talking about it (laughs) a bit. Here's how I would describe it everybody's seen the movie Inside Out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like inside her head, she only has disgust and sadness. That's yes. it. That's the only thing she has. Occasionally, you know, Joy will stop by while, while Jacob's, Jacob's in town and then gone. What about then, the, but what disgust about... is only disgusted with herself. So, and then anger sometimes comes around. The way yeah. I would describe it, you know how like when she has core memories like uh-huh. and later on they merge? Right. Like with Jacob, it's like happy joy and fire, right? right? And with Edward, it's disgust and sadness. And so I'm like, I don't know how to read this. Right? Like, but there was, there's an obvious choice on who wins this. There was equation. also a lot of the emotion of indecision, right? Yeah. She yeah. doesn't really decide, and she's kind of torn. I guess that's the whole point of this yeah. Yeah. whole saga. So that's what I, yeah. But she really kind of leads people on. There you know, were, so. There were at like, least three times where they almost kissed her and Jacob. Uh, like, yeah. they so, almost kissed. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I want to even add on, there's Team Jacob, there's Team Edward. There's also a couple other love interests that we noticed when we were watching. <laughs> team Alice. That, team what was Alice. Uh, team Alice. Alice. Alice and Jacob. Yeah. They're sitting pretty close to each other. There's oh, something no, Alice going on there. and Bella, yeah, right? Alice and right? Bella. Alice and Bella. Alice and then and they also, she's on a, she's on a date with two guys with when they go Mike. to the movies. What Is was the other guy's Mike, name? I think. I don't know. The, the guy He's got from a weak front, stomach. Yeah. The guy who, yeah, has a weak stomach. From an action she's movie. It makes on, him throw up. She's leading on the rest of what the cast. Is what's, face punch. The only face person punch. she's not leading on in this movie is her dad. Is from <laughs> what I'm kind of reading. Am I wrong? No, I think you're right. Every other character got up so close to her face. Yeah. Like, all of the vampires, everybody were just mm-hmm. like, yeah, she... She, yeah. You know, getting up super close... Worked really well when Will Ferrell was yelling at the Santa, the fake Santa Claus. When he gets up, he's like, you sit on a throne of lies. That works really well. But like every conversation in this film where they're basically, it's like we only have, the camera angle is only wide enough for a, for a love seat. So all these scenes are just on a love seat. Yeah. And so. It's, it's kind of like when you go to a dance and, you know, it's like the save some roof for the Bible. And they're just like, so there's just like, but that's the only distance. That's every interaction where it's just like, yeah. you're like literally like a hiccup away from making out with somebody. That's right. Yeah. Well, that, so even at the movie theater, like she's sitting in between both, right? They both have their hand on Shit. their little armrest. The fact that I can't remember his name, the one that got sick. I think it's Mike. She was staring at his hand. Friend zone. She was, whatever, she was staring at his hand like, I really want to grab his hand. But then he stands up. He's like, I'm really sick. I got to go to the bathroom and throw up. Yeah. And so immediately he runs off. And so they both, the other two leave and they're like outside the bathroom waiting. And then she starts busting a move on him. On Jacob. And, yeah. On Jacob. And yet she was just wanting to, you know, hold hands with, hold the, hands other with the other guy. Yeah. So she's just all over the place. Yeah. Right. I, 
I honestly believe that this movie was written by Stephanie Myers, right? Yeah. Myers. When she was actually 15. Probably. And it's yeah. been in her little hope chest for 20 years or whatever she published it. Because it is honestly written and channeling just like I would a expect 15 a 15 year old brain yeah. to function. Right? How they like, think of love. Oh and... my gosh, I'm not good enough, but everybody loves me. Yeah. 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 Dangerous men want me. They want to protect yeah. me and they all love me and they're going to fight each other yeah. over me. All the hot boys love me. and I, I just, I'm having such a hard time picking one. <laughs> I just don't understand why. <laughs> why does love hurt so much? I don't understand why. And the audience doesn't either. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not likable or no. a, a, appealing the, or so so that movie's the, theater scene was i think her best scene because she's sitting there and they both have their hands on either on both of her armrests right, so on yeah. her left is taylor lautner and on her right is central casting and so <laughs> and they both have their hands on their like you know when you were dating your girlfriend or wife back in the day and it was like the are we gonna hold hands and it's yeah. like the hands are kind of hovering here, I'll practice on Danny. So he's kind of like, his hands just out like this. It's like, oh, I'll just go ahead and grab your hand. And they're both sitting like that. Yeah. And she, and she looks, she notices both, and she's kind of like rolls her eyes and is like, ugh. Which yeah. I thought was the most sincere piece of acting yeah. in uh, from her in this Do you film. know the only time I liked her, though, was when she was with Jacob. Yeah, like, me too. I was like, I actually kind of like you now. Yeah. You have you While they were smile, building the bike like, and stuff. You, your whole, yeah. whole face lights up when you're around him, and it's not like... Oh, I just want to die so yeah. I can be with you. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean they they flirt with each other, they joke around, they tease each other, they care about each other. Yeah, like everything you could expect her to do with Edward, mm-hmm. she's doing with Jacob. Everything healthy. And mm-hmm. at the theater, he's like, kind of, he's like, "What? I can't hold your hand?" She's like, "Sure, you can." She's like, "But it means something different to you than it does to me." Right. And then she leans in for a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> she does that to him so many times. She's like. All throughout it, she's like, Jacob, you know I'm in love with Edward. Or, you know I don't feel that way about you. And then leans in for a kiss. And then just before they kiss, I told you I don't really feel that way about uh, yeah. you. And she's like yeah. putting her hand on him. Uh, just... I, I just don't feel this way about you. He's <laughs> like, she's the one and he's like, giving gonna, him all the signs. I'm not going to quit. I don't want you to. Yeah. And I mean, like... right there in front of Edward at the very end, she says, uh, he says, I just don't want you to get hurt. And she says, Jacob, I love you. Yeah. Don't make me choose. Don't make me choose. Yes. It's always, the... it's always been Edward. Don't make me choose. It's like, what the heck? Uh, girl, you have to choose. <laughs> so I'm going to change, I'm going to change my vote. I'm, I'm full on board team Edward. She's all yours, Edward. Jacob, you go get like a nice girl. Go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Jacob and Alice should get together. Jacob and Alice. <laughs> Fire and ice. Even even Alice is likable, and she's That's supposed right. to be like the emotionless vampire. She's the, she was great. She had a ton of pep in her step. Yeah. So you know, even Jessica, he'd be better with Jessica. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick's character. Yeah. So um, you know when they go to Italy? Yes. So you know how I knew they were in Italy? How? It's because Alice now had a scarf. Oh yes. Across, on her head and the sunglasses, and she was channeling. Um, oh, who's that? Grace Kelly. Grace oh, Kelly. Was, uh, I was thinking of, um, uh, oh my goodness. What is her name? Audrey Breakfast Hepburn. Breakfast at T- Tiffany's. Yeah, yeah Audrey, Audrey Hepburn. Hepburn. I could not oh, think of her name. But yeah. yeah. But it's like, oh, they must be in Europe now because she's she got a scarf European. over her head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In like a very like 50s. It was just missing a baguette. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the people who were in this movie. 
Um, yeah, I was just thinking, is this Kristen Stewart's, not knowing her, you know, so career, was this her beginning? No. Okay. I mean, she this is, this is probably the thing that, that launched her, like, hugely, but she was in... Was she the daughter I first, in Panic Room? Yes. She was in, yeah. She was really She was very young in that. In that. I, the first thing that I noticed her in was a movie called The Messengers, which was just shortly before Twilight, and it's a horror movie about her living in a, a haunted house, basically. Which, I love that movie. I mean, it's not the greatest. It has its problems, but it's an enjoyable movie that's worth watching every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Really and I really her liked her in that. Zathura. Was she in Zathura? She's in Zathura. You know why you didn't recognize her? Why? Because she's frozen through half the movie. Oh, is she? <laughs> and she has more personality and character in that show <laughs> than she does in all of this movie. <laughs> I remember seeing her in Adventureland, which is a pretty good movie. It's kind of an independent movie with, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Reynolds is in that. It's a pretty fun, pretty fun independent movie. And where they work at a, like a, a carnival place or yes. like a yep. theme park? Yes. Yeah. So she was also in Charlie's Angels, which I felt like was not a great Casting. Oh, the remake one. Yeah, the remake of okay, Charlie's Angels. Say, I, I don't see she her used as to a... known as Farrah Fawcett. Then she <laughs> yeah. became a vampire. <laughs> no, I'm even. I don't like... see her as an action movie star. I think she does better at non-action stuff. I think she's fine. Just Bella is an unlikable character. She she also was Snow White and Snow White. And That's Huntsman. right. She I really like her. She's she's uh, she was in Cafe Society, Woody Allen movie. She does get a lot of hate. Yeah. Um, I mean, she does have a few tells. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, she is kind of known for some of that stuff. But, like, she's actually, I think she's a very talented actress. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen her in a few things where yeah. I was like, oh, wow, I she's really good. like yeah. her when she has some emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, I enjoy. Any of you seen Spencer? I have not seen that yet. Uh, I have not. Yeah, I'm, I want to see it because she looks... She is. I think she's got uh, really good Di- reviews. Prince Diana, Princess yeah. Diana, right? Mm-hmm. And she plays her. Oh, I've heard that too. That great reviews about mm-hmm. her performance. Weren't people I mean, saying that she's it. probably going to get nominated for an award? For I her. wouldn't doubt it. That's mm-hmm. exactly the kind of role. She's very likable. I, I, I agree. She's just this character is not likable. No. At least not in this movie that I, I found. I think you can say that for like most of the actors. In yeah, this, is that like they're good actors? They're good actors, but, but yeah. this was. So did Taylor Lautner do much before this? Shark Boy. Shark Boy. Shark Boy. Yeah. Shark Boy? From Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Like, don't act like you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done a lot since, though. He he did the movie Abduction, where it's it's another like young adult teen mm-hmm. action romance thing. And then he's in a movie that just came out uh, called I think it's Home Team with uh, Kevin. Uh, James is that his name Kevin yeah. James like and, Mall Cop yeah Mall okay. Cop yeah. he's he the plays Netflix. a like an NFL coach who starts coaching his daughter or his son's sixth oh he's like suspended or something yeah. yeah he starts teaching like a sixth grade football team and Taylor Lautner's his assistant coach hmm. um it's always crazy to me when like these young teenage actors start playing like dads yeah yeah <laughs> um what about Robert Pattinson what is your all's opinion of him as Robbie an actor? Patty. He's really not in this one a lot. It, no. Like, you know, there's... Just he's there at the beginning. He's kind yeah. of like a, a space ghost. 
Yeah. Makes appearances, sort of like Coast a Obi Wan Kenobi kind of style, <laughs> um, Qui Gon Jinn kind of a thing going on, and then he does show up at the end. Um, you know, he seemed a little pale and <laughs> white, pasty, um, but. I mean, he's not like that in the Batman or any of his other oh, movies. He's very so. pale in the Batman. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, wait. Oh, I guess. But okay. he was Cedric. So he was Cedric Diggory I, in okay in Harry Potter. He was also very good. <laughs> I thought in Tenet. So yes. I think he was no, he's, I think that was the first he's time that I saw him. Absolutely a star. Like, oh, good. He's, he's very charismatic, but um, he does sparkle in this movie. I think <laughs> that I think the Twilight's yeah. kind of set him back a little bit. I like, believe so too. At yeah. least in the court of public opinion. Yep. And certainly in my opinion. And so I think you know him doing Tenet mm-hmm. and doing the Batman. Uh, if Christopher Nolan believes in you, I think your your career is going to be okay. Yeah. So I will say, uh, like I've I came to a conscious decision recently about him because previously I thought of him as Cedric Diggory because I really liked Cedric Diggory. Yeah. And, but then he was Edward, and he became Edward, the sparkly vampire, and and I had this just terrible opinion of him. Anytime he showed up, this is Edward, the sparkly vampire. Uh, when he was cast as Batman, I was so angry. I was like, he is the most mm-hmm. far from Batman as you can get. But then when I saw the Batman, I was extremely impressed at his Batman. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, wow, this is different. And I'm willing to think of him now as the Batman instead of sparkly vampire uh, boy. So I, I love the Batman. Yeah. I was impressed, too. I thought the casting was the strength of that movie. Yeah. All the whole cast was well cast, um, and I wasn't even bothered by the length of the movie like some, but right, I, I just enjoyed it. So yeah, it was too long. So here's a question for you then. So, do you think that this movie is a victim of the material, mm-hmm. the direction, or some other thing? Yes. Because clearly all of these people <laughs> are talented on their own. Like, yeah. we've seen them yeah. in excellent so, movies, and they're yeah. good actors. I, uh, I mean, I want to ask you all, just to add on to that, mm-hmm. the music was by, what's the guy's name? Alexander Desplat. Yep, Alexander Desplat, who's a renowned uh, composer, done a lot of movies. Um, the couple, uh, o- couple Oscar winner. Yep. So the director, Chris Welts, or Whites, Chris Whites, directed About a Boy and the Golden Compass. Um, the, there are a lot of people here who involved with the movie, not just the actors, but the crew, who have done a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. And from my point of view, at least my opinion, I felt like the music was great. I feel like the cinematography was great. Uh, I feel like the acting was fine, but the writing was terrible, and it wasn't the screenwriter's fault. I feel like it's the material. Mm-hmm. It's a. I don't think it's a great story. Is the problem? So I agree with what you said. I uh-huh. also think this suffers from the fact that oh, like teenage girls and mm-hmm. and like soccer moms love this, so it's gotta be bad. Oh right, like, yeah, yeah. That's the. I think the opinion a lot of men hold. It's like, well, if this is just for women or girls, like it's gonna it be can't bad. Be good. It yeah. can't it can't be good. That's Let's... like, oh, it's an animated film, it's for kids. Mm. Automatically. <laughs> right. So I haven't read the books, uh-huh. uh, but you know, I know it obviously had a big fan base mm-hmm. and there's the, always the trouble in Hollywood if the books work, why reinvent the wheel? Right. Why change the mater- source material too much, which happens so often. 
uh, sometimes that makes it a better movie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it you know, just makes the audience angry because you've changed things. Mm-hmm. So were they, I, I don't know what they tried to do here, if they just tried to stick close to the novels. I mean, they had to shorten things, right, and yeah. do certain concessions, but the, the movies are pretty consistent with the novels. It sounded like when we were watching the movie, Ben, you knew a lot more about what's going on from the books than was ever stated on the screen. I mean, there's a lot it of... It might also be because I've seen all of them. Okay. So I kind of know the Have bigger the context. story. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think it's just kind of a weak story. Um, you know, uh, this isn't a dig at him, but you know James Patterson mm-hmm. who's written mm-hmm. like so many books. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of his books are just very, they're very uh, plot driven. So they're very light on details right. and characters that you care about because it just moves around. And, yep. like, and I feel like this is somewhat similar in that it's like the things that probably should be developed are not really developed. Right. And so. Do you, so, so we talked about this during the movie and you, Ben, you kind of touched on this, how there's kind of two separate movies that are smashed together. Oh, there's yeah. the whole initial part where it's like, it's the the Jacob show where it's uh-huh. all about Jacob and his thing, and then there's Victoria who's like this big threat. So you're thinking she's like, gonna oh, come she's going to be the bad, the bad through the whole movie. Gone. Yeah, and then almost exactly halfway through the movie, they're it's, like, and done. It's not and halfway it's, through the movie. It's like seven eighths of oh, the way was it really through the that movie. Long? Okay, yeah, maybe just the laugh half was so boringly long that <laughs> it just felt like it was halfway. So <clears throat> they wrap that up. Yeah, and then we transition to the other part of the story. Where it's all the about last her and Edward. twenty minutes of the movie, yeah, of the and, two hour movie. Oh, I gotta say that word and all of that nonsense. And then, like you even made like a comment, a... they're like the the climax of this movie has zero build. Yeah, like it is like okay, there's like a little peak again, <laughs> halfway through seven eighths, <laughs> which is three point five eighths. Right, you have a little mini crest, right? And then, summit. and then you just have a ton of just nothing. Like she's toying with us too. Right. You know, she's like, I love you, but I'm going to be distant for the rest of the movie. And then, and then, you know, at the end there's like, again, she comes in for the kiss and you're like, Whoa, I am not ready for this. Like there was no, no buildup to this. At least buy me dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. When the whole, the whole story with the Volturi just comes out of the blue mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, wait, now there's all this panic that we all have that Edward's going to die. And then now the Volturi are going to kill Bella. And what's going to happen? This all takes place over 20 minutes with no buildup. It just like Alice shows up and says, the Volturi are going to kill Edward. And that's how it starts. And then it's the climax of the film. And it's over. There was more time in them in the car driving through Italy than the than the actual finale that's right right like yeah yeah it didn't make any sense to me it, it's or i it's, should say there was more time of them in the car than the context that led <laughs> up to the climax let me put it that way I, I kind of feel like maybe she got some criticism she being stephanie meyer might have gotten some criticism about her skipping out on the whole the action part. part of the first book and then she does skip out of the action of the second book, too, because there's no fight with Victoria. She just runs off and is gone. But then she's like, okay, now I'm going to add the action part here. And she just, like, adds a whole, like, chapter of the Volturi at the end that makes no sense because it has no continuity with the whole story we've just been watching. Well, 
and she she skipped out on the fight between the werewolves and dreadlocks whatever That's his right. name was yes and, th- they, and they literally tell him. <laughs> they, literally it's just like there's like jump scene Lauren, bite scene I think done his name, and they're Lauren. dead right yeah. and then there's that quick chase scene where again victoria is a secret threat that you don't see until kind of like towards the end like victoria's been here the whole time you're like what <laughs> and then the, the werewolves go fight her and then she literally is just like also just gone immediately. Yep, just dives in the water. And and so like you know, there's no resolution. They're building up like there's going to be this sweet fight because there is that one scene where she like completely dodges Lautner's right. you know move and be like oh this it's going to get on like they're going to fight. No, it's like a casual chase. Yeah, you know it was like watching O.J. Well, Simpson run from the cops. You know it was just like right. all right, well, clearly to- something's happened, but I'm like I need to see a little action or like swerve a little or something. I don't know. But I mean to add insult to injury with the whole uh, Victoria thing, so Victoria jumps in the water, then Bella jumps, Cliff yeah. jumps in the water, oh, right. and Bella's caught in like the riptide or whatever, yeah. and then. <laughs> You see Victoria swimming, the red hair at, coming at her, and we're like, "Oh, it's Ariel!" Yeah. And, <laughs> and then Bella either knocks herself out, or yeah, the I think current, she gets the water or the rock knock, knocks yeah. her into the cliff, and she goes under the water. She's sinking, <laughs> and then Ghost Edward is rising. Yeah, and they're like hold hands or look at each other or something, yeah. and then you see. Uh, Lautner's hand grabber, you know, but it yeah. was just like so. Like, what happened to where did Victoria where, where go? Victoria go. Looks like she was getting pretty close. Yeah, you could this, see the whites of her eyes. I a hundred percent empathize with Jacob because this movie is a tease in the exact same way that she is with him the entire movie. <laughs> she's like coming in close. Ooh, you got nice abs, and then she's like, oh no, hold on, I'm backing off. And then <laughs> she's like, have some action, and then and then it's just like, okay, I'm super cold on you. Nothing's happening right now. And then she just goes in for a kiss, and Jacob's like, what is going on? Pick a lane, like either rub up all over my juicy abs, or like just stay away from me because like I can't deal with it. And this movie's exactly the same way, right? Like it's, it builds up, metaphor nothing right happens, there. and then it's cold to the end, yes. and then you she know, comes in hot. Yeah, but he's I hot. Just, it's a Jacob's. Yeah, I just realized, like we were, t- I was complaining that it was the source material, the writing is the problem, but it's actually genius because yes. it's like she's Stephanie Meyer is telling us the whole time through a metaphor with Bella and Jacob mm-hmm. what she's doing to us. Yes, yeah. with the book. Yes, yeah. it's meta. She's in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I just well, got inceptioned. Yeah, that's crazy. So although to us the story doesn't make a lot of right. sense and it obviously made a lot of financial sense yeah i'm looking at the numbers right here uh-huh. budget of 50 million and grossed 711 million yeah that's why they kept making them that's and that's why they crazy. turned the fourth book into two movies yeah they're like there's, hey harry potter did it with his last book so there's a lot of teenagers and divorced soccer moms yeah <laughs> Do you, yeah and there's always time for eggs. so i will tell you that uh People ask me, because I've read them all, you know, what I thought of them, and should they read the books or whatever, or watch the movies, yeah. and my uh, my opinion truly is, Bella is a terrible character, and you hate her all the way until she dies, mm-hmm. which and is, she gets and then all of a sudden she's interesting, because she doesn't actually die, she becomes a vampire or whatever, hmm. and it's exciting, spoiler for the last book, yeah. slash last movie. Thanks a lot. <laughs> This movie came out in 2009. It had a budget of $50 million, which was significantly bigger yeah. than the first one. The first one was kind of an indie movie. I don't remember how much the budget was, yeah. but I know it was notoriously uh, known for 
low budget. Low budget. Just see how this movie goes, and it was a big hit. Um, I just wanted to talk about in context here, 2009, the special effects, like the um, the, the werewolves, and just yeah. you know, just really quickly, what your thoughts were. Was it a good use of the money? I know this was a time when CG was just on in every movie. Yeah. Um, what were your, some some of your thoughts? I do not think those wolves were ready for the big screen, right? Like, I think they looked fine in many cases still. But, mm-hmm. like, with, like if you were to just say, like, freeze the frame, okay, that looks okay. Right, yeah. But they, like, they moved weird. Like, they didn't feel like wolves, right? And yeah. they d- were always way too, uh, too, like, zoomed in on their grill, right? Mm-hmm. And I, for me, that didn't work. If it was, like, kind of a wider shot and they were fighting or, like... Because they do that a lot, you know, like whether they're play fighting or actually like attacking something, mm-hmm. those tend to be wider shots, right? Those I thought were fine because it actually did feel more animalistic. And I don't know if it was just because they were moving faster that I didn't have time to like notice how bad it was. Yeah. But anytime, and there's a lot of time of her, of Bella locking eyes with a 12 foot wolf, right? And it's just weird because it's just sitting there staring and it just, it doesn't hold up in those scenes. These wolves are huge. Yeah. These are not like, oh, it's a, it's a regular wolf size or even mm-hmm. the size of, double the size of a, were, a regular wolf. Yeah, they're it's, like as tall as a person at yeah, their shoulder. Yeah, yeah right. it's, they're huge wolves. Um, I, I personally felt like the I kept saying the jaws or the teeth didn't look right. Yeah. Um, 2009, I you know I kind of think of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movies that came mm-hmm. out probably around 2000 or maybe earlier than that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe a good 10 years before this or so. I'm guessing. Aslan. Uh, I mean, I remember yeah. Aslan looking a little wonky, but yeah. not as bad as. The, the wolves here so just context i'm thinking they could have done a little bit better job with you know what resources they had but again i guess it depends on the special effects company you're working with and, and whatnot some but. of it has to do with uh like the directors and stuff like they just maybe if it's somebody who doesn't work with cg yeah they may you know they have they don't understand it as well they don't have the eye as well to say oh this looks good enough you know or it needs to be better that kind of thing i i think they figured that out though because i'm as i'm looking at pictures to remind myself i'm seeing pictures from later episodes and they get significantly better better in the the next movie they look more natural i don't know if it's compositing i don't know what it is i don't know the the wizardry but like we kept commenting money is what it is sir yeah yeah they they plugged in the money box and it started looking better I, i didn't hate them I mean, yeah. they weren't great, but it it wasn't yeah. that distracting. It wasn't, me. yeah, it wasn't super distracting, but it wasn't so as good as maybe. for for a fifty million dollar budget. I would yeah. expect slightly better looking giant wolves. So for as big a part of the movie as they play, yeah. I would say if from my thought is that as we look at it now, they're kind of they they stand out as not being very convincing. But I think that in two thousand nine, even though there had been better wolves, I don't think that they were as distractingly bad as they may have looked to us today we're used to seeing much better cg animals but i remember um you know thinking oh those wolves in some shots they look just terrible but in other shots they look okay i remember that actual thought and now as i watch them i see oh yeah they look old and not that great okay so just just to be clear 2009 
Avatar came out. Yeah, so 2009. Avatar. <laughs> that's unfair. That's like. <laughs> I mean, that's it's obviously a different special effects company. Avatar right? was yeah, uh, yeah, kind of no, I, changed the world. I get it, but like, so like even and, Jurassic Park and. Which came out. But Jurassic Park didn't have any furry animals. And I, having to do, like, specifically with fur, like, that's what I deal with in my career. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's it's always been a hard thing to do. And, uh, I mean, the problem is it just doesn't ever look right or didn't ever look right. And they're just in the last few years starting to make it look convincing. I, I would still this say this is like, where I say, "What would you know about hair?" Ben? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, I'll just shut up there. No, ben, ben is the hair guy. Ben's but, an accountant. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. an accountant, I'm but he knows accountant. his hair. Um, I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to belabor it either. But yeah, yeah. but there's also this isn't like the whole movie is not special effects, right? It's, there was only maybe yeah. like five scenes That's with true. the werewolves. It's like I, I just thought that you know they could have probably really done a really good job on, First important the, role. on those that. couple right. scenes yeah whereas you know it's not like it's the whole movie so that's yeah that's, that's all. right they didn't need a lot another thing i wanted to ask or bring up was because this was something we discussed we... throughout a plot point what's that i was just say can i just oh, say yeah. something real quick yeah. while, while we're on the werewolves yeah sure. i just wanted to ask you guys like what did you think about the werewolves being genetic oh um, and I like that idea actually. So, what did you think about them being Native Americans? Um, it feels a little on the nose. That's what I was gonna say. And for the audience, do, how do you know they're Native Americans? I'm, uh, I'm prepared to answer that question. Okay, please answer. Because you have uh, Gil Birmingham and Graham Greene. That's right in the film. Yeah. And I'm not sure, like, maybe someone in Hollywood could let us know, like, if there is ever a film with Native Americans, are they required by union rules to have either, either Graham Greene or Wes Studi <laughs> or Gil Birmingham or, in a pinch, Lou Diamond Phillips, right. who's not a Native American? Because <laughs> that's, that's usually how you signal that. Or Costner. <laughs> I say I love Graham Greene. No, I oh, yeah. I, I, I love him from Dances with. Oh no, I'm not I saying he's great. Yeah. I, I I just love him from Dances with Wolves. And I love love and... loved him in Maverick. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. He's so likable. Yeah. So, but but it's it's like a cliche. You got like yeah. Wes Studi or Graham Greene is in anything that yeah. has Native American. Do you know how Americans. else you know? The one thing that that Jacob ever gives her is a dream catcher. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were right. going to say the jean shorts. <laughs> there is yeah. that, right? That's hanging over and her bed. really good dreams. <laughs> so, sorry, Bracken, I didn't mean to. No, that's okay. I, I We had mentioned this plot point. It was a little confusing. I already kind of referred to it once. But so throughout this movie, uh, Edward, after he leaves, he keeps showing up uh, around Bella as kind of like a, a <laughs> incantation or a, a ghost like a version. Ghost. And he's, yeah. he's giving her advice like, you need to lie here or you need to stay away from those guys are dangerous or don't like, jump off that cliff or don't forget about me. I still love you, you know, throughout the movie. <laughs> or even when she's under the water drowning, he, he shows he's up and he's there. Yeah. yeah, he's drowning with her um, when she's unconscious. Uh, but it was explained to me by you, Ben, yes. that because at the point at the end where he, he doesn't know that she's he, he thinks, thinks that she's, she's dead. dead. Yeah. yeah he, he we see keep seeing these instances where we think that he's uh, tele- communicating, communicating with, her. with her like through telepathy. But yet he doesn't know that she's dead. And so you explain that. 
those are not actually him yeah. showing up uh, to be with her. Right. That's her perception of him. So, yes, <laughs> so that is that. that is a an aspect that you actually it's never like explained to you in the books. It's you have to infer that based off of the key points, which are number one, Edward's superpower is that he can read other people's minds, but uh-huh. he cannot read Bella's. She's an empty book. He has no way, like she no mind communication people. with her specifically. Yeah. And then number two, the fact that he thinks she's dead is uh, at the end of this story. It's because he doesn't actually know what's happening. He was never there during any of that. Um, it's all in her own mind. So it started, the first time we noticed it was when she goes shopping with um, Anna Kendrick that, and she sees the biker guys and she's like going to go hang out with them. That's because in the first movie, that's what happens. She goes and these biker guys like grab her and put her on the back of their bike and start driving away real fast. And she's just being crazy. She does stupid things because she hates herself. And Jacob or not Jacob <laughs> Edward knows that she's in danger because of something I don't know how but yeah. he shows up and saves her and she's so we see that that kind of like triggers her memory of him or whatever this is my interpretation of what's okay. happening that triggers her memory of oh he rescued me and if I do it again he'll rescue me again you know and she right. tries to do it and all she can think of is him basically and he doesn't do anything and I just that blew my mind when you said yeah. he actually that's not him that's yeah. that's her you would never imagining. know it though unless you I, I just, thought way more than you should I, I have never would have thought of, yeah unless you think about the plot too much what do you guys think so, of that I mean, it seems really weird or after unusual. after saying that has any who's here has seen the movie sucker punch i have yes okay oh so, yeah so the whole plot of that movie is it's you know she's like taken she like her family leaves or something or abandons her she ends up in like the psych ward or something mm-hmm. For a crime she didn't commit. Right. But anyways, you know, she has these fantastical journeys and like they become like Charlie's angels basically. Right. And they're going on all these missions. Anyways, at the end of the movie, not to spoil anything, it turns out that she's basically been in like a medically induced coma this whole time. And it's like, it's a hundred percent in her head. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she's just like zonked out of her mind. And like, part of me thinks that's why this movie is like this. She's like, I hate myself. Like, you know, maybe she was, I don't know, like mentally not all great, you know, and she's got crazy schizophrenia. Yeah. She does not actually have any friends. They are all made up. (laughs) Right. Like, and of course she's like, oh yeah, the hot older risky guy loves me. Right. And like, actually I'm a little tired of him. Oh, here comes the hot wolf man. Right. Like (laughs) it feels like it's all in her head. Wait, everything we're seeing is just her version of what's actually going on. And the Edward, what Edward actually looks like is like Nosferatu and <laughs> yeah yeah but to us she, 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 she's yeah, been so. she's been glamored yeah right <laughs> that's crazy so I feel like this is giving this movie a lot of credit but did you notice that the whole I mean did you know did you notice when the camera panned and sat and like really sat on uh, Romeo and Juliet and then <laughs> And then they watch it in class. Like, oh. did you notice that that was like some foreshadowing, and that there's that parallels? almost happened? Oh my gosh! That that what? she what? that's so deep. That she he thought just like uh, just like Romeo thought that Juliet was dead, and then he and then he 
he'll he takes his shirt off and sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> and then And at the end of that movie they're both dead as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is Romeo and Juliet. Or undead. Yeah. The the twist here oh, is that goodness. when she dies, she lives. Yes. <laughs> so um as we often do as we're watching bad movies, uh we kind of insert our own <laughs> plot. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, romantic comedies that involve serial killers, that kind of thing. Does anyone want to explain the, <laughs> okay, the insertion, a... the inserted plot that we found for this movie? When you say inserted, <laughs> sorry, maybe we should use a different word. Sorry, that, that we, we imposed onto, onto yeah, it. I don't know. We don't, we, when we backed up things, <laughs> we don't want to. Are you having trouble getting the words out? <laughs> yes. Are you? Let's move on. Verbally constipated. So, <laughs> so I think. So what happened is uh, Edward leaves. Yes. And Bella has nightmares. <laughs> she has these night terrors, and she's screaming in her bed. She wakes up every time. And but it. But she's always clutching her like waist. It's yeah. like, like in fetal position. It's like yeah. fetal position, holding her stomach, type of scream. So we're just like, oh man, so she's been like, she's been hitting the cheese hard. Age now this is a this is this cat. This is an audience of middle aged men who uh, have been around the block a couple times. Anyway, keep going, Nate. So we're like, oh man, she's been hitting the cheese and bananas real hard because she's just maybe she's so constipated. Yeah. So her dad comes to comfort her, and he's like, I brought you X lax, you know. What I'm so that was like our our, our uh, inserted plot was that That's she right. was having a lot of stomach trouble. Her screams though were definitely just they were weird kind of screams. They didn't screams. seem like the right kind of scream for the nightmare. And a she lot was of having scenes to me. like yeah, just like the intensity on the face and like the way that she's scrunching her face yeah. and like she looks like, like in pain. I'm expecting her to start sweating a little bit and be like just a little more. yeah <laughs> right like. Well, and then there's this whole scene when they're in Italy, and she's you know immediately. She, it was like finally, like, she finally, did. she's got some release, some movement going on, and she needs to get out of the car immediately. That's get, right. She's like, please pull over, find a restroom. She's like desperate, and then she's like running out of the car. Minutes. She's like, which way to the restroom? I just need. She says at one point, actually in the movie, I just need five minutes. Yeah. yeah. She does. I, and like, you yeah. know when you're holding your legs up kind of to your chest, like you're trying to hold it in? Like, she is, she has her feet on the uh, dashboard. Yes, Do you guys right. notice yeah. that? Like, yeah. Fully, oh, man. Like, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, so once you kind of layer oh, that man. idea on that it, it, she it, is constipated, there is a lot of support. Well, to that it makes story the movie line. so much more yeah. fun, though. Did you already say this? But Brant was like, she's sitting in the chair for like months and months. <laughs> in gonna, one position. In one position. She's going to get back up. Of course she's going to get back up, right? Like, she's not moving at all. It's just, And she was because she was staring out the window at her dad raking leaves. And that calendar was going And then going snowman. By. And, and she's then, sitting yeah. in the same was, outfit. Yeah. And then like yeah. two scenes later, she's like, I'm going shopping. She wasn't even binge watching stuff on Netflix. I mean, she was just she sitting was binge out watching out people window. out the window. Yeah. yeah. She was... That's why she needed to get off that motorcycle. When she jumped on the back of that guy's motorcycle, it was a little bumpy. And she's like, wait, I got to get off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's probably it. And it explains <laughs> her face. Don't you think it explains oh, her face throughout the whole so thing? Much. She's like, no, I, can't, I can't go with you. Yeah. I can't go with you. It was. I'm going back. She was emotionally and physically constipated. <laughs> and it really, it kind of, 
it oh. slowed things up for everybody, even oh, the audience. Man. Maybe yeah. that's why she was so hot and cold with Jacob. Is like her emotional constipation is like, whoa, 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 I'm about to have emotional diarrhea. <laughs> no. I got to back up. I, <laughs> my theory is the script says Bella is suffering from consternation. <laughs> and she's like, oh, she hasn't pooped in a while. Okay, good. Okay, I got it. Right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. She explains like, everything. It was just a misread yeah, of, of the script. <laughs> was supposed to be conflict and she oh, read that as man. like i gotta poop real bad for two hours i can never meet kristen kirsten stewart in person she's oh gonna, my goodness she'll hurt us all oh we, man uh, so anyway uh i want to wrap this up with just a f- couple of things before we get everyone's uh opinion on this first of all some people may ask wait why are you why are you guys watching uh, a twilight movie like, it's not that bad. It's not. Yeah, right. It's not that bad. Well, it has a thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very rotten. Mm-hmm. So it absolutely qualifies, even though it made a gajillion dollars, and it was done in earnest. That's right. Which is another quality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, a few other facts here. You know, Taylor Lautner in the first movie was this scrawny little kid that she met. Uh, Jacob Black was this scrawny little kid, right? And they in the production they fully dis, uh, expected to recast him for the or, yeah recast Jacob Black in the second movie because they needed some big strong werewolf dude. Um, luckily, puberty hit at the right time for Taylor Lautner, and he started working out and gained twenty six pounds of muscle for this. And then he's like. Hey, guys, guess what? I'm ready. And they're like, oh, all right, you're back. So they brought him back. But they really weren't going to. Oh, yeah. To be clear, so I just pulled up a picture because I don't remember who he looked like in the first one. But he goes from BTS to The Rock. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) That's good Puberty, like, hit him like a bus. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So not only did this movie make $711 million, but... uh, at the time, it broke the record for the biggest one-day gross in in the U.S. with seventy-two point seven million dollars in a single day. Uh, that beat the previous hold, record holder, which was The Dark Knight. Take that, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine making this movie and seeing a hundred and fifty percent return in one day? Yeah, right. That is wild. That's crazy. Oh yeah, you know they're they're like oh yeah, ching ching ching. Next movies yeah. coming out right now, all greenlit. Um, and just the last little bit uh, because we often talk about Siskel and Ebert's kind of opinions on this. This is listed in Roger Ebert's list of the most hated movies. He he hated this movie. So that's because he was team central casting and did not get a fair That's play. Right. <laughs> so my question to each of you his face punch is his favorite movie <laughs> what about this movie is twilight colon new moon a colon <laughs> okay it was in the title we should have known the whole time see maybe we maybe we need a new natro <laughs> talk about foreshadowing <laughs> We didn't even notice. Anyway, was this movie bad or was it exceptionally bad? Nate, you want to go? Okay, let me think. So uh, I tried to go into this movie with as neutral a position as possible because I didn't know. I mean, I knew the overall overarching story. 
Um, so I wanted to look at this on its own and not necessarily in relation to the first one, although we should because it's a sequel. But um, So let me talk about a couple of the pluses. I thought Taylor Lautner did a good job. Like, I was prepared for him to, when you first see that stupid hair, oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, okay, oh. hopefully his acting is better than his hair. And right. I, I was, I thought he did a good job, and I was, I was surprised at the amount of chemistry between Kristen Stewart and, and Taylor Lautner. And it was very heavily contrasted with the lack of chemistry between her and Robert Pattinson. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if, if that's the direction or what. Because didn't they date in real life? I don't know. Um, so I have three daughters. So I feel like I probably am going to see this again um, <laughs> at some point in my life. You'll be an expert on it when you watch yeah. it with them. Uh, oh, man. Again, I'm, it's, it's, I always feel like I'm looking through rose-colored glasses when I watch a movie with you guys because <laughs> we had so much fun. Uh, I, I think I'm just going to land on – I think I'm going to land on bad for this one. I'll, I'll go next. Okay. So <laughs> good observation about the colon. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and our story, even more on the nose, the title is Colon New Moon. <laughs> <laughs> right like okay, don't get too graphic the entire movie is just in the title <laughs> um it's about incontinence <laughs> um i the reckoning i had so much fun watching this with you guys at <laughs> the reckoning <laughs> twilight <All right>. the <laughs> revenge <laughs> I mean, I think you guys can pick up. Like, we had a lot of fun watching this movie. Not because it was good. Right. Because I think it hit that sweet spot of it was like they tried really hard. And, you know, by all accounts, by the amount of money, by the people they had in here, this should have been a good movie. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's not. <laughs> it's There's so much to make fun of. Right? Like, and like... Watching Bracken just constantly pumping iron for two hours was like. At first, I was like, "Oh, he's actually gonna do that! Ha ha, that's funny! Like this will be over pretty quick." For two hours, he was like, "You yeah. probably had like maybe ten minutes of a break across the entire movie. Otherwise, you were just pumping iron because of all the stupid stuff that we saw." Yeah. Um, our stories of like trying to make sense of this garbage <laughs> fire of a movie um, was fun. Would I watch it on my own? Absolutely not. Would I watch it with other people that aren't you guys? Probably not, because I think I honestly would offend some people. I, and I don't, I don't mean that in a like. I, but I think there's a lot of people that are very passionate about the oh, series. Yeah, to be clear, true. <clears throat> right? And like yeah. nobody wants to know that they have an ugly baby, right? right. Yeah, this is an ugly baby, yeah. and I cannot endorse it. And for me, it is just bad. Mm-hmm. My understanding is is that when this movie came out, it was, you know, the $711 million that it made was predominantly women mm-hmm. of various ages mm-hmm. going to the movies with their friends, their girlfriends, their daughters, their mothers, their aunts. It was There was a lot of estrogen in the <laughs> audience. There were, there were probably some men, right? Yeah. I, I found, you know, this is a pretty exciting opportunity that we just had guys to to watch this movie with no women with no women with just the guys like as a guy movie this is probably a unique experience not a lot of people have have had uh it was fun uh 
I, you know, we when I showed up tonight that we had the movie queued up and there was Taylor uh, Lautner and he had no shirt on. I'm like, oh, I guess I better go get some dumbbells and ha- use this as an opportunity to be motivated to get in a little bit better shape. <laughs> and it worked for me. So, uh, I, you know, I could recommend you if you want some motivation to work out and, and uh, you know, pump some iron, then sure, watch, watch this movie. Uh, was this movie fun or exciting? Would I, would I want to see it again? Uh, I do feel like after I saw the first movie, I'm like, well, I think I'm good. I got enough taste. I don't, I'm, I, I don't necessarily need to see anymore. And after I watch this, you know, I, I kind of feel the same way. I, you know, if someone were to say, Hey, let's watch the third one now. Maybe I would, but I just to see what happens, but I, I'm good. Hmm. You know, I'm not like needing to, um, I had fun, but I'm going to just say bad because I just don't know. It wasn't, there wasn't so, there weren't any great, oh, this is over the top or Mm -hmm. craziness or anything that really stood out to me as memorable to make me think that this was exceptionally bad, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's kind of, so I'll just say bad. All right. So uh, I was thinking about this throughout the movie. Um, I have seen it before uh but only once before and um and i did read the books um and i can't defend why i read them or watched them all other than i was curious and i like vampires and and werewolves and kept hoping that maybe it would get better um, so, sorry to interrupt you too yeah you know you watched all of them why did you to pick this one in particular so i picked this one um mainly because i wanted to pick a sequel and um like I said before, Bella finally gets interesting once she dies, and that's in the last couple of movies. Okay. Um, and I can't remember Eclipse, the one that happens next. I don't even remember what happens in that story. So I was like, oh, New Moon, that's the one where uh, – actually, I remember that that is the one that solidified my hatred for Bella mm. because I saw how much of a – tease she was and just like cruel she is to Jacob um, I had so much fun watching this with you guys tonight <laughs> I was so surprised at how much fun I was having and uh, I feel like I, I'm going to deviate from you guys I'm going to call it exceptionally bad uh, under the circumstances that when you watch it you watch it with a bunch of friends who are in it to have fun with how bad it is. Uh, kind of like what Brant said, I think if you watch this, there are a lot of people who love these mm-hmm. stories. And if you watch it with even one person who, you know, loves these stories, it's not going to be fun for mm-hmm. you at all. Screen for Twihards, is that what you're That's saying? That's right. Screen for Twihards before you watch. <laughs> um, but if you watch it with a bunch of people ready to just accept the ridiculousness, uh, I do not feel like, I mean, it was a two hour movie. Um, it did not feel like it dragged for, I mean, it is slow. That's kind of the, the movie is slow, right? But it didn't feel like it was um, 
me checking my watch every 30 seconds, mm-hmm. wondering if the time has gone by, right? You're Nothing's right. happening, we but... Didn't, we didn't need to. Bracken was our clock. <laughs> you, you are right there. It, it did not, I never felt like moments of, of harking back to Battlefield Earth, right. where you're like, Please when will be this done. movie be over? I never felt that way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it was engaging, even though maybe there weren't a lot of action. Right. In certain parts, but except yeah. in face punch or whatever that movie was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe it's because I was just st- I was waiting for her to lick her lips and you know <laughs> do another true. curl yeah. the whole time, but I was entertained. So I don't yeah. Know. So I have a question for you then, Ben. Mm-hmm. All right. So at the end of this movie, um, the Vulturians or whatever they're called, <laughs> the Vulcans, the Vulcans. They said you got to turn her into a vampire. Yes. So they go back to Forks, and Edward doesn't want to do it. Right. Bella doesn't want to make that decision, so they go and they do a vote at the Cullen's house. And I'm yeah. not going to pretend to know anyone's name besides Alice. Um, <laughs> so, but like, yeah. So, but let, let me finish. So she's like, I don't want to make the. Basically, she's like, you make the decision for me. Let's have a vote. <clears throat> so everybody but the blonde sister right. votes yes. Right. And she says, look. I, this is not a life I would have wished for myself. Yeah. I wish someone was there to vote no, so I'm vo- so I'm voting no. Right. So, you voting against us? Do you feel like you were her, or do you feel like you're the rest of the family? Uh, man, that's. <laughs> I feel like. Um... Wait, why are you getting so close to me? Why? No, I don't want to kiss you. What are you doing? Um, no, I feel like. I don't know who I am in this yeah. case, and I, I don't know what the safe answer is. Um, that is a Just funny yes. point. Yes. Can I weigh in on mine? Yeah, yeah, this please. Time? So, Ben, yours is exceptionally bad, right? Yes. I So, the only reason why I would want it to be exceptionally bad mm-hmm. would be if we could have it in the awards show, and we had a an award for the hardest BM. <laughs> I think it would to get watch. the hardest BM award. Well, it really we'll is. have to take that into consideration. <laughs> we'll sit on it and get back to you. We'll see. That's all I wanted all to right. say. I was going to let that Anyway, so <laughs> mostly bads, one exceptionally bad. So listeners, feel free to watch it and uh, tell us what you think. Let us know. If what you, you know, is this a bad movie or is it exceptionally bad? But unfortunately, you have to watch it to find out. Yeah, so. yeah. and you have to email us at theguys at exceptionallybad.com. I especially want to hear from Kayla Patterson. Mm. <laughs> right. I yes, will, Kayla. If we could find her. <laughs> I, I, I hope that I was not too strident when I, when I read when I read your letter. So I, I, I really not out to offend you. We did that for laughs, but mm-hmm. it was a great letter. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't uh, email us, then uh, contact us on our Instagram at Exceptionally Bad. Twitter, X, Exceptionally Bad. Or on our website, ExceptionallyBad.com. Or join our community on Reddit. Yes. <laughs> we have a subreddit, Exceptionally Bad. Oh. Oh, it's great. super active, and if you get there, you'll you know yes. have tons of friends and tons meet of lots of cool people. Yeah, lots of, build your karma. Brocken's uh, home address. Create a new, I'm going to create a new uh, <laughs> user Taylor Lautner's hair or something. <laughs> well, our, our moderator of that is exceptionally Brad. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> True story. 
Do we have an exceptionally Brad? Yeah, that's me. That's him. It, it's on Reddit? Yeah. He's the moderator that's my of user. exceptionally Brad. bad yeah. subreddit. The marketer. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm uh, not on Reddit, but I will be now. You need to. Yeah. Okay, so Bracken's home address. Oh, wait. Do you have anything last? Just thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. We'll see you Thanks again. for listening. We'll see you next time. You know, if I lived in Forks, I would have like a lint roller store for all the werewolves. <laughs> Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post?